Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. No matter how perfect a video game appears, it always has the power to get under our skin. Resident Evil 4, Skyrim, and Breath of the Wild are all hailed as masterpieces, but that doesn't mean you're not going to still get annoyed, especially if you're spending countless hours on titles like these. So, whether it was in a good game or a bad game, these are the moments that sent players into a pure rage. I'm Josh from WhatCulture.com, and these are eight recent video game moments that pissed everyone off. Number eight. The Waterfall Dance, Elden Ring. You know, this was coming at some point, so we might as well get it out the way first. Elden Ring, for as truly incredible as it was, was also full of devious moments, challenges, and bosses that truly pissed off players, usually in the best possible way. Of course, there's Challenge, and then there's Melania, Blade of Mikola. Easily the one boss in the game that had even hardcore Souls veterans tearing out their hair. While other infuriating bosses like the Godskin duo did also piss us off admittedly, it was Melania's waterfall dance move that was the ire of players across the globe. See, this imaginatively titled move had the boss jump in the air before hitting the player with a seemingly endless array of fast attacks that did massive damage if they connected. It was virtually impossible to dodge as well, and so this one move could ruin the fight in one swift go. Now, if you haven't played this game, I know what you're thinking. Just block the thing. Just put up your shield and tank the hits. Well, if you had the stats to actually tank the damage and not take any yourself, Melania would still technically win because every landed hit, blocked or not, actually replenishes her health slightly in this fight. And so, with the amount of attacks in this combo, blocking would pretty much ensure your defeat because of how much HP she would restore. It was a truly sinister move and one which still haunts players today. Number 7. No pausing for you, Returnal. As a roguelike, you're expected to run through Returnal's levels over and over again until you manage to overcome its challenges. Split into two distinct halves, you're expected to get through the first three biomes along with three bosses in one big effort. This means no dying, no saving, and no checkpoints. If you die, it's right back to the start and you have to go through these three levels again. And it's only once you beat these areas that you can bank your progress and attempt to beat the final three biomes the game has to offer. Again, all in one go. Now, that kind of high-risk gameplay is why Returnal is still my favorite PS5 game so far. When you're in the flow, committed to a run that might just grant you success, the third-person shooter is immensely satisfying. But even as the true simp for this title that I am, I can still admit that this approach has the capacity to truly piss you off. See, Returnal's single-life runs can extend into hours, meaning that you had to make sure you had a lot of spare time should you want the run to mean anything. That's because if something came up and you had to exit the game before you died, well, 
too bad. The game would boot you back to the menu and you'd have to start that run all over again. As such, it meant people with less time to game or even people who encounter a crash or even a power cut were punished even if they hadn't died. If they simply had to stop playing for whatever reason, the game would go, nah, screw you, get back to the beginning. Thankfully, the game was eventually patched to allow you to exit a run and pick up where you left off post-launch, but that initial launch period was undeniably brutal. Number six, wait, there, what? 12 minutes. In this top-down puzzle, a husband returns to his flat to have dinner with his wife. 12 minutes later, a cop bursts in, accuses the wife of killing his father, and then murders the husband in cold blood. Time then resets to the point where the husband first returned home, giving him and you a chance to change events to avoid suffering the same tragic outcome. It's a pretty sick premise, right? Well, naturally, this great idea, combined with big-name voice actors, including the legendary Willem Dafoe, made pretty much everyone intrigued as to where the story was going. And after a couple hours, enjoying the trial and error gameplay, players were finally clued in to exactly what was going on, and, well, uh, let's say it wasn't quite the smart Christopher Nolan-esque story that we were expecting. Instead, the story takes a sharp left turn into pure pulp schlock, confirming that the wife and husband are actually brother and sister. And when you realize the wife is actually pregnant with his child, well, uh, Yeah, it's a kind of a head-scratcher that you just can't come back from. And the rest of the story doesn't do anywhere near enough work to justify throwing in such a mad left-field turn. It just feels like shock for shock's sake. Number 5. Implementing a new grind. Gran Turismo 7. Gran Turismo 7 is a truly spectacular racing game. A real showcase for both the PS5 and the PSVR 2, Sony's premier racer released to rave reviews and a warm fan response, with pretty much everyone praising the visuals, the feel of the sim racing, and the amount of content on offer. But that warm welcome was poisoned pretty much instantly with the reveal that GT7 didn't have its players' best interests at heart in the long term. See, some post-launch tweaks were made to the grind of the game. In GT7, completing races will grant you coins and loot box-like rewards that you're supposed to then spend on new cars or upgrading your old ones. In the main game, this felt well-balanced. Sure, some cars were eye-wateringly expensive, but they were the top-tier ones, and it always felt like you were being rewarded for your time rather than simply on a grind. Then, though, in a post-launch update, everything suddenly got more expensive. Suddenly, cars cost more than they had previously, while the payouts were reportedly getting smaller. With microtransactions that allowed you to bypass the grind entirely, many fans called foul and accused Sony of artificially inflating prices to get people either playing more or paying more. And it was a real shame, as otherwise GT7 was a pretty spotless experience. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Before we go any further, I want to talk to you about today's sponsor, Masterclass. With the amount of time we spend discussing and analyzing video games on this channel, it's always good to understand exactly how these experiences are put together. And fortunately for me, I can do just that with Masterclass. With Masterclass's streaming service, you can learn from the best to become your best, studying and growing with over 200 plus of the world's leading instructors. For me, I've been having a blast using a class on video game design by The Sims creator Will Wright to find out exactly how game mechanics are designed around player psychology as well as learning how important playtesting is to shipping the titles that you and I both love. But it hasn't stopped there, as I've also been brushing up on my practical filmmaking skills directly from my favourite movie director Martin Scorsese, as well as trying to get back in the cooking game with Roy Choi's amazing course on intuitive cooking. Seriously, my kitchen is a mess, but my belly has never been more grateful. For just $10 a month, an annual membership with Masterclass gets you unlimited access to courses on your phone, computer, smart TV, or even via audio-only modes. Even better, every new membership comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, and 88% of members feel that the service has made a positive impact on their lives. And to put the cherry on top of that cake, right now, What Culture Gaming listeners get an additional 15% off any annual membership at masterclass.com forward slash gaming. That's 15% off at masterclass.com slash gaming. What's that? You want it one more time? Well, that's the URL masterclass.com forward slash gaming. Right, now I'm going to watch Tony Hawk try to teach me how to ollie properly. I'll see you all soon. Number four, Pinball Sonic Frontiers. Even though Sonic Frontiers is a mixed bag, a lot of features in the Heroic Hedgehog's latest outing deserve a ton of praise. The speedy rodent works surprisingly well in an open world environment, the boss battles are sensational, and the minigames are a lot of fun, especially the fishing. However, there is one moment that Sonic Frontiers could have done without, that being the pinball. Now, conceptually, there's nothing wrong with Sonic racking up points by smashing into spinners and bumpers, and also, it does serve as a nice nod to Sonic Spinball. But the pinball grinds things to a halt since it's just too damn long. To pass this segment, our hedgehog must earn 5 million points, and not only does this take ages, but it's also really boring. It's so dull, it's hard to pay attention, and if you're not alert, then you're probably gonna lose your ball, and if you lose all three, well, you gotta start again. And although nobody is really a fan of this section, nobody detests it more than speedrunners, since the minigame's unpredictable nature can kill a run easily. Number 3. Fighting Damon, No More Heroes 3 No More Heroes 3 kicks off with Sander Destroy being invaded by aliens, compelling incompetent hitman Travis Touchdown to take matters into his own hands to save humanity. Like the previous installments, the bosses are hilariously epic, and for one of them, you're forced into a turn-based battle much to Travis's chagrin. To defeat another foe, you must come out top in a game of musical chairs, so you can kind of understand why players had high hopes for the final boss of the title. But ironically, the climax is where the game kind of falls flat because it's just too damn easy. But never fear, this assumed final boss is not actually the real final boss, and once your four is disposed of, you go head-to-head -head with the real big bad Damon. And since this bout has you piloting a mega mecha in space, you might expect that this is going to be one hell of a showdown. But again, disappointment rears its ugly head, as most of the fight actually plays out through quick-time events, so there's no real challenge. And when that's all done, you'll face Damon in a Super Smash Brothers themed arena, which again, 
sounds really cool, but in then delivering a showstopper of an ending, you just partake in a really generic fight that's wrapped up in under a minute. And it's a shame, because the rest of No More Heroes 3 is so delightfully wacky, it is disappointing to see it end with a little bit of a whimper. Number 2. The Difficulty Spikes, Gotham Knights Gotham Knights, for the most part, is a rather inoffensive game. It's neither a total train wreck nor an excellent superhero title, and can be a lot of fun when you're given free reign to level up your characters, fight crime, and hunt down Bat-Family villains. And even better, while this game can be played in co-op, it is balanced well for solo players who won't feel like they're getting a lesser experience because they've got no mates. Like me, I had no one to play this with. However, notice that I said mostly there, because that absolutely falls down massively in the side missions. See, for whatever reason, these side mission bosses, particularly Mr. Freeze, pose a huge difficulty spike even if you're at the recommended level to take them on. His final two fights in particular pose a total slock, with a huge HP bar, multiple phases, and deadly attacks that have you constantly restarting checkpoints looking for that one perfect run. Now don't get me wrong, I love me a nice challenge in my games, and if the whole game posed a similar challenge, it would be more than fine. But it's easy to be completely unprepared for all these frustrating bosses that seem balanced completely separately to the rest of the game. It's not that it's hard, it's that it's unfair. Number 1. Trying to connect all the games. Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. This rather unnecessary prequel to Square Enix's most iconic IP has actually several moments that have ruffled fans' feathers. However, the biggest problem is the narrative. See, fans expected changes to the now relatively tame story of the original game. However, the writers went a little touch overboard to compensate for its straightforwardness, giving this reimagining the most convoluted plot possible, which is saying a lot considering just how confusing this franchise can get. Rather than just sticking with the original Stranger of Paradise added in all of this nonsense to explain how every Final Fantasy game is actually connected, even though most installments did work as self-contained storylines. And put simply, as I mentioned, the stories of each Final Fantasy are already convoluted enough, so why would anyone try and mesh them together? That's like not just blending one series, it's like blending Marvel, Star Wars, and I don't know, the, the Rambo movies together and expecting it to make sense. The stories of Final Fantasy have worked perfectly fine for the last 30 years when they were separate, so why did the developers think now was the time to squish them all together? So, that's our list. I want to know what you guys think down in the comments below. Did these video game moments piss you off? And are there any others I missed off here? Let me know, and while you're down there, if you could, please give us a like, share, subscribe, and head over to whatculture.com for more lists and news like this every single day. Even if you don't, though, I've been Josh. Thanks so much for watching, and I'll see you soon. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.